Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Alachas. We're continuing in Yoridea Chelik Sheni, Hilchois Kilei Behema, Halacha Dalid, Paragraph Vav. We dedicate the learning today, Li'iloi Nishmas, Lizzie Laura Baselsa, whose yard site is on the 7th of Shvat, and Li'iloi Nishmas, Yitzchok Lei Ben Menachem, and Ephraim Reb Shmuel, whose yard sites are whose yard sites are on the tenth of Shvat. Yoridea Chelikshani Hilchas Kilei Behema Halacha Dalit Paragraph of Vze Mizmar LeDavid Bavorcha Mipnei Avshalim Benoi Hashem Oraput Zoroi. The post chapter three in Tehillim begins with David Amelech singing a song when he's running away for his life from his son Avshalim. And then he says, Hashem, how great is my pain, my suffering. Vam Rabbi Sainazal and the Gemara says in Brachas, Nizma Ledavid. The chapter begins with the words, a song for David. Kina Ledavid Miboyle. It should be saying the lamentations of David Amelech. He's running for his life. His own son wants to kill him. The Gemara says, however, when Dovra Melech saw that it was his son that who was his adversary, Samach, he was happy. And the Gemara goes on to say, because he said, a son will probably have pity on his father. Dovrach, another interpretation, the fact that he saw that his, his offspring is, is alive. So the Gemara asks, Vakati koshal David biatsmoi, but there still seems to be a question. I'm sorry, Rab Nosan Zal is asking now. There still seems to be a question on David Amelech himself. Ma ro al kocha based sora gedola kazois. What did David Amelech see during a time of such incredible suffering? Beis sheborach me avsholim when he's running from it for his life from avsholim. To, to search and find within the suffering to find something that was positive, that was good. And to sing about this to Hashem. And there seems to be another question. The opening words of this chapter are not expressing a song by any chance. But rather, you hear Dovra Melch expressing a terrible outcry. As it says there, Hashem, Hashem, how great is my, my suffering. Many rise up to oppose me. However, all of this is related to what we were speaking about earlier in this halacha. Dovra Melech realized and was able to see clearly that he was in a terrible, bitter, bitter situation. That he was forced to run away, to run away from his palace, to run away from Yerushalayim, because his own son, Avshalim, wanted to murder him. As 
as a result of the the terrible things going on, the terrible incident that happened between two children of Dovod HaMelech, Amnoim and Tamar, and now the the terrible uh, the terrible uh, mutiny by his son Avshalom, and especially during the midst of his the, his bitter bitter suffering. Especially since the Eitzahara wanted to cause Dovramelech to take a terrible fall, to, 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 to feel terrible about himself. The Eitzahara said to him, You see why all of this is happening to you? Because you committed a terrible Crime regarding Batsheva, taking Batsheva, the wife of Uriah, and therefore there is no hope for you at all whatsoever. As Dovr Amelech expresses in this chapter of Tehillim itself, as it says there, Rabim Oimrim Lenafshi, Ein Yeshu Oso Loi Velikim Sela. Many are telling me, telling me, telling my soul that there's no hope for you by Hashem. There's no chance that Hashem will want to help you. Upirish Rashi, Bishvil because of that sin that you committed with Bacheva. Ume Oitzem Tsorosoi Ad Hanefesh, Nizbalbel Daita and as a result of Dovramilov's great pain, to the point where it, it affected his soul deeply, Dovramel became confused to the point where he couldn't really express himself the way he would have liked to, Tashem. And to cry out to Hashem the way he always did. Because a person's suffering has the ability to mess up a person's heart in a big way. To the point where the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, page 107, about Dover Amelech, She'oz that during this time period, when Dovr was running for his life from his son of Sholem, Dovr considered worshipping idols. As the Gemara expounds on the Pasuk, because when a person is experiencing major suffering, the person is in tremendous danger regarding their own religiosity, regarding their own faith in Hashem. Because sometimes a person's heart gets messed up, becomes crooked, through the as a result of the suffering and the pain, to the point where the person starts doubting Hashem, 
Bibchinas, as the Pasuk says, Mishlei, Iveles Adam Tesalif Darkoi, a person's own foolishness messes up their path, Va'al Hashem Yizaf Libai, and then the person becomes angry at Hashem. Because while we're living in this world, a person always has free choice. And everything that has Hashem sends to a person, whether it's whether it's good things or whether it's the opposite, whether it's pain and suffering, it's always measured by Hashem perfectly. And just as when Hashem sends good things to a person, bonim, va'ashirus, v'choltuv, children, wealth, and all kinds of other blessings, yesh shemakir chazdi Hashem there are those people who recognize that this is Hashem's goodness that's being shown to the person, and this inspires the person to want to come close to Hashem by giving charity and performing all kinds of good deeds as a response to the goodness that the person believes Hashem is showing them. But unfortunately, there are people who have the opposite response. As the Pesach says, that the Jewish people became fat, filled with, with, with pleasures and everything, and they kicked at Hashem, they rejected Hashem. The same thing applies in the opposite sense. When Hashem tests a person and imposes suffering upon a person, all kinds of suffering, poverty, and all kinds of pressure, and all types of persecution, that's also an incredible, huge test. Because Hashem really is sending all of this to the person for the person's benefit. So that this should remind the person and alert the person to do a real tshuva, to repent. As the Pesach says, Hashem said that when I, I gave the Jewish people this suffering and pain, I said they're going to return, they're going to come back to me as a result of this. However, because of the fact that the Bechira is such a powerful thing, there are times when it works in the opposite manner of what it should. Sha'adarabba, just the opposite. As a result of the suffering that the person is experiencing, their heart ends up becoming more twisted against Hashem. As the Gemara says, 
regarding poverty, that sometimes poverty causes a person to deny the existence of Hashem, chas and we find also in Rabbein Azal's words, in Likut Imran, chapter 72, that when a person is experiencing suffering, the person has to really try to be very, very strong against their evil inclination, against their Yetzirah. Because the Yetzirah is rooted in judgment, in suffering. That's where the Yetzirah draws his energy. <clears throat> Take a look over there in chapter 72 on Likud Imran, where Rabbein Azal expounds on this. Any questions? So how then does one uh, protect oneself when they're uh, being besieged? Rab Nassim Sal is going to answer the question. V'alkein Nemar Boreshoim, and this is why the Pasuk says in Mishle about evil people, v'rogaz, v'sochak, v'einochas. They get angry, they laugh, they mock, they laugh, and, and there's no peace for them. Whereas regarding tzaddikim, regarding righteous people, <clears throat> the Pasuk says, <laughs> I give praise to Hashem when He's showing me kindness, when His name Yudke Vavke is being applied, which is Hashem's name of kindness, and I also praise Hashem when I'm experiencing Elikim. Elikim means Midas Hadin, judgment. Rashi Shama, as Rashi points out over there, Bein imi Sadin, whether Hashem is coming at me with his kindness, his attribute of kindness, or whether he's coming at me with his attribute of judgment. him. <coughs> Regardless of anything, a person always has the choice. And no matter how Hashem is conducting himself towards the person, and Hashem is causing different kinds of circumstances to happen to a person, there is always the two options. The option of going the path of the tzaddik and doing the right thing. And there's the option of going in the path of these sinners, spiteful sinners who will make the wrong choices. The Alkane and therefore David, 
דובר המלך, כשהיה באיסור גדול כזויס, שנסגריס משלים, when דובר המלך was going through such terrible suffering, that he was forced to flee from his palace and from the city of Yerushalayim, עד שנופה למויכן דקטנוס כאלו, to the point where he fell to such a low place, עד שיש סבורה בדיבר רבי סנזל, שעולה על דייטוי לבדה ודזורה, to the point where our rabbis in the Gemara consider that Dovid HaMelech was considering worshipping idols, and then you can be sure that he wasn't capable in that kind of situation of really expressing his tefillah in a proper, normal way, However, due to his incredible righteousness, Hashem opened the eyes of Dovar HaMelech, and Hashem caused Dovar HaMelech to come up with this idea. Whereby he started looking back at all of the good things and the wonderful things that Hashem had done for him from when he was born. To the point where Dovr HaMelech was able to even find within this great suffering, he was able to find some good aspects to it. Because in his own mind, he flipped it around to be able to find, to look at it in a positive way, the fact that it was his own son who was persecuted. The fact that his own son is chasing him. Whereby most people, Whereas most people would look at this situation and people would say there could be nothing worse than this. Imagine your own son being the one to, 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 to persecute you. The fact that the one that's persecuting you is, is your own son. However, Dovr HaMelech turned it around and used this as something positive. And he said, in general, a son will always take pity on their father. So even though right now I see he's he wants to kill me, deep down inside, I'm sure he has feelings of pity and he's not going to kill me and, and we'll come out of this. And in addition, he found a... a um, a harchava, he found a, a, the opposite of a constriction. He found a broadness within his constriction, within the suffering, the fact that he saw he saw that the rabbis, the leading rabbis, were on his side. And regarding all of these good points 
that David Amelech searched and and found how Hashem is actually showing him some light, some some kindness within this suffering, within this constriction. As Rabbeinazal expounds on this Posik in Tehillim, where Davramal says, Batsor, when I was in a constriction, when things were very tight, I was in prison, I was able to find the Harchovas, I was able to find the expansiveness. Uh, and in it, besides the fact that Hashem had done all kinds of positive things for him from way, way back. When Dovr focused on all of these things, on the fact that Hashem has done so many good things for me throughout my life, and even right now in this suffering where I'm being persecuted, at least it's my son, and I'm sure that eventually my son will have pity on me. And Dovan wanted to sing and praise Hashem for all of these good things. The moment that Dovan began to sing to Hashem and praise Hashem, over all the good things in his life, immediately he experienced an expansiveness of his heart and mind. His heart opened up, his brain opened up. And then he was able to open his mouth and he was able to daven and to scream to Hashem the way he really needed to and say, Hashem, Hashem, look how great is my suffering. So many different opponents rise up against me. And if you look at that chapter in Tehillim, chapter 3 in Tehillim, you'll observe that the entire chapter is following this method, meaning, Even though Dovr HaMelech is realizing that he has a lot of suffering and many people are rising up against him, to the point where many are saying, that there's no hope for Dovr Amelech. He will never see the light of the sun because because of the sin that he committed with Batsheva. However, despite all of that, Dovr Amelech says in that same chapter of Tehillim, you, Hashem, are a protective shield for me. And Rav Nassim says, if you'll study the book of Tehillim, the book of Psalms carefully, you'll see that many chapters in Tehillim follow this pattern. Whereby first, Dovr is expressing gratitude to Hashem 
for good things that Hashem did for him in the past, and, in a, and he's screaming to Hashem regarding his future, regarding what he's experiencing in the present and the future. And while he's crying out to Hashem from pain and suffering, he's including again acknowledgement and recognition and gratitude to Hashem. Rabbi Nassau says, go out and look carefully at the at chapters of Tehillim and you will discover this. You'll see this. Nassim, can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Nassim referred to the incident with uh, just now uh, with Bathsheba and David as 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 a sin, but I, I I'm a little bit confused because I think in in a previous year we talked about how David Amalekh was a tzaddik and he, it wasn't considered a sin. Maybe maybe it was a mistake, but it wasn't a sin. Can you just clarify what that is? The answer is definitely meaning that people are saying that it was David Amalekh's sin that brought upon him all of this suffering, whereas the Torah tells us that it was not a sin, that it was 100% justified, it was 100% min hashamayim, and that's how the the future king Shlomo Hamelech was born from that you from from Dovra Melech and Bathsheba, who is the ultimate, the greatest king in some ways that ever lived. So here he's using the word Avoin regarding what people are saying. That people, but wasn't there a Navi that rebuked him for what he did? Yes, yes. How do we understand that? The Gemara says that that's just to teach us tshuva. That the Torah makes it seem as if Dovr committed a sin, as if certain other tzaddikim committed a sin, in order to show us that you should know that even these greatest of tzaddikim, if they would have committed a sin, they would have been able to repent. They would do to tshuva. And if that applies to them, then certainly it applies to us. Thank you. Yeah. This is something that my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld taught all of us, all of his students. It's in the Gemara, it's in the Zohar Kodesh, and yet people unfortunately have a tendency to find it easy to say this, that Davra Melech commits sin and Moshe Rabbeinu sinned, chas v'shan, whereas the Gemara and the Zohar Kodesh especially and others from stressed us and, and Rabbeinu Zal, that we need to know that these tzaddikim are pure, 100% pure, and, and the Torah presents it that way, number one, as a test for us, to see if we'll still... Re- the Gemara says, whoever says that Reuven committed a sin is mistaken. Whoever says that Dovra Melech committed a sin is mistaken. And, and this is one of the major tests in Emunah Sadikin that a person learns, and they can get the wrong impression as if these Sadikim also committed sins. Whereas in reality, in reality... It's only on their extremely high level that it's considered a mistake, but usually never, never an Avera, an actual Avera.
So again, with Moshe Rabbeinu, when he accepted the Eruv Rav, or when he saved the baby from the brick wall, those are considered mistakes on on their highest on their high level, but not but not sins or not right. not definitely, definitely. Does that mean if it is a mistake on their highest level that they still shouldn't have done it, or it was Mina Shemaim? Both, both are true. That it was min hashamayim, that it did have to be that way, and yet it's considered a a pegam, a slight pegam on their part. Understood. Thank you. Yeah. I think there's another question in the chat. Okay. Let me see if I can see it. But why is it said that the Yetzirah is rooted in suffering when it can tag just as strongly during good times? That's not that's not the case. It's it's a person is much more vulnerable during times of suffering than during good times. Rav Nosanzal did tell us that there are some people that even during good times instead of realizing that this is from Hashem and you should be, and this should help you want to be better, a better Jew and, and do more mitzvahs and come closer to Hashem, the person takes full credit for themselves. I I made this deal. I, I succeeded. I accomplished this. They don't give the credit to Hashem. And as a result, it doesn't result in them being a better Jew in any way. That's That's possible. However, unfortunately, it's much more likely, and it happens in much more cases, that when a Jew is experiencing any kind of suffering, that that becomes an excuse to reject Hashem. There, it, it's one of the great Sadiqim said that when a person experiences any kind of financial difficulty, the first thing that they drop is the stuck or the charity they were giving. You know, instead of realizing that in that kind of circumstances, they need to bump up their charity a little bit in order to in order to correct whatever whatever problem there is that that's causing them to be distant from Hashem, that's causing them to lose out on Hashem's blessing. There's a there's a pasuk ani rishon va'ani achrayin. I'm the first and I'm the last. And one of the tzaddikim said, uh, when, when, when it comes to, when a person's experiencing any kind of financial difficulty, I'm the first one to get dropped. I, the charity, am the first one to get dropped. And vaniach, when it comes to, to recognition, you know, in terms of the good things Hashem is doing, I'm the last one, you know, to receive that recognition. So Rav says, Go out and look and you will discover that many chapters in Tehillim follow this pattern, that it's a combination of Dov praising Hashem by remembering the good things that Hashem has done for him throughout his life and be, by being able to see the good even within the difficulty 
and then screaming and crying out, pleading with Hashem for help. And now we'll also understand why this book is called Tehillim. The word Tehillah means praise, praising Hashem and expressing gratitude to Hashem. Although if you look in Tehillim, the majority of it is David HaMelech screaming, crying out to Hashem about the problems. However, all of Dovan Amel's screams and, and cries were all within a framework of praise and song to Hashem. Using all ten different types of song. This fits beautifully with what we learned earlier. That in the midst of all of this suffering, Dovr Amelach was able to focus on on remember on praising Hashem for the good things that he reminded himself of, all the good things Hashem had done for him in the past. And that's what enabled him to really express himself properly in crying out to Hashem regarding the future for Hashem to help him. As the Gemara says, that a proper tefillah has to have a combination of two things, expressing gratitude to Hashem for the past and crying out, pleading, begging Hashem for the future. Any questions? We'll just do a little bit more. Paragraph Zion. And with this, we'll understand the custom that those that Davin Nusach Sfard have. This is something that was established by the Baal Shem Tov, I believe. That on Friday, Friday afternoon, the Mincha of Friday afternoon begins with reciting chapter 107 in Tehillim, which begins with the words, Choydu Lashem Kitoiv Kilioilam Chazdoi. Shoimrim Beknisas Shabbos, which we recite when Shabbos is about to begin. Shemedaber Mearbot Srichin Lahoidois. That chapter of Tehillim speaks about the four types of people, four people who experience major, major crisis, and they come out of it, that are required to offer special praise to Hashem. They're required to say, Birkas HaGomel. If you take a look at that chapter of Tehillim and those four categories, they really represent all the different types of suffering that a person goes through. Shekulam klulam be'elu ho'arba. All different types of suffering 
are included in these four headings. As Rab Nosnazal discusses this in another place in the Kutalachas. The Iker Hutsoros Hanefesh and the worst suffering that a person could endure, the, the biggest problem that a person could possibly have is the spiritual problem when it affects the soul of the person. Meaning all the tremendous ups and downs that every single person from the lowest to the greatest experience on their level. All of that is included in this chapter of Tehillim, as is expressed in many Sforim, and as Rabbein Azal speaks about this in chapter 163 in Likutei And regarding all of these different types of suffering, Physically and spiritually, a, a person is supposed to scream to Hashem a lot with, with great power n- and nonstop. The Kimavur as it says clearly in this chapter of Tehillim, that each time it expresses a different problem, a different issue, it says that they cried out to Hashem. However, before crying out, before expressing the pain and the suffering, the chapter begins with praise, with with how wonderful is Hashem, His kindness is, He's always kind to us. This is to inform us and to enlighten us and to teach us that this is the correct way that a Jew is supposed to cry out to Hashem when they're enduring suffering, pain, and problems. Step one is to start out thanking Hashem and praising Hashem for any positive or good things that Hashem has done for me in the past. And to be 100% confident that Hashem listens to everyone's tefillah. And Hashem will definitely help me always when I cry out to him, and then when a person has that combination, the person will be able to cry out to Hashem properly. Because it's then specifically as a result of the fact that first the person praised Hashem, this is this represents the korban toida, the thanks offering that a person brings regarding crises and difficulties that they went through in the past. 
And by the person recognizing and realizing the good things within the suffering, a person had a terrible, dangerous sickness, and they came out of it, they got cured. That's it's that attitude that will give the person the ability to really cry out to Hashem properly. And then the Pasuk says over there in chapter 107, Hashem saves them from all of their crisis. And And then once again, they're able to praise Hashem for His kindness and wonders. Because if a person follows this method, it will lead to the person being able to get out of the problems completely. And then the person will definitely be able to bring a thanks offering, a real thanks offering. The person will be able to really praise Hashem. We'll hold it over here for now. It's still in the middle of a paragraph. And Amir Tzashem will continue from here on Sunday morning, Amir Tzashem. I'm going to be traveling today, returning to Eretz Yisrael, Amir Tzashem. Looking forward to resuming the shiurim on a daily basis, Amir Tzashem. Any questions before we close? In the chat, Rabbi there's a, there's a question. Sure. Question in the chat, which summarizes what we just learned. Is what Rav Nelson Zal telling us that in the midst of our suffering, we should think of and remember all of the good that Hashem has done for us, number one, and that's what will help us, and, and, that, and that'll help us to see the good within our suffering. Yes, that's step two. And that'll help us to really cry out to Hashem. Correct. It's, it's, it's really three steps, sort of. Number one, the person has to remember the actual good things that happen in their life, things that they interpreted as good, hundred really good. That will give the person the ability to get to the next level, which is to be able to see the good within their suffering to be able to see how it could be much worse. And it's still with, 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 with tremendous loving kindness that Hashem is giving me this problem that I have now. And a person doing those two steps will get to the third step, which is really being able to express myself properly in pleading with Hashem to put an end to all the suffering and to give me real bracha, real complete bracha. Yes. About what the Rav said earlier about David Amelech, if you want to make a point, then you give an example that 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 is appropriate. But the Rav is saying that David Amelech didn't sin. So how are all the sinners going to use him as an example when he only did a ki'ilu a sin? You know, so Hashem, you know, forgave him. But what about the real sinners? You know, just who do they have as an example? The, the answer is that 
on on a certain level, those that are learning deeply know what you just said. They know that David HaMelech really didn't sin. But the ordinary Jew, the ordinary Jew who reads these stories in the Chumash and the Navi, from their perspective, what they see is that these, even these great people made mistakes. They made mistakes and Hashem was angry at them and they were still able to get back in the good graces of Hashem. So it's it's not really a contradiction. You're saying that for a person who knows that Dovin Melch really didn't sin, so then so then so, so of course he's able to do tshuva. But Chasvshom, if I I know that I commit actual sins, Hashem doesn't want us to take that. You know, Hashem wants us to use these things in the Torah to our advantage, not to our disadvantage. That on a certain level. The Torah is showing us that even even a great person from whom Hashem's expectations are very high, when he disappoints Hashem to a degree, and when, when, it, when it looks like he did something really, really terrible, and he's still able to come back into the good graces of Hashem completely, then there's definitely hope for me too. Then I also, because again, I'm not on his level at all. I'm on a much, Hashem's expectations from me are not at all what Hashem expects from him. And Hashem knows, we say in the davening, Ki hu yoda yitzreinu. Hashem knows my Yetzirah. He knows what I'm up against. And he knows how weak I am, that I'm not Moshe Rabbeinu. I'm not one of these great tzaddikim. And therefore Hashem judges me much more, much lighter than he would these great Sadiqim. Okay. Wishing everybody a wonderful day and a wonderful Shabbos and looking forward to resuming full full Shira Mitzvah. All the best. Should be so to the Gaula Shlaima Bimhera Amen.